What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Camp Laws Podcast. I'm so grateful you tuned in today. Let's get right into today's message. Um, go ahead and pray. We're going to jump into the message. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. Father, we thank you for just a moment to just be in your presence. Lord, we know that in other places in the world, Father, that people can't meet like this, Father, that people can't sit down and be open and talk about Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we don't want a day to go by for us to ever take that for granted. So, Jesus, we thank you. Father, today, Lord, I just pray, God, that you're opening our hearts, Father, Lord, that you're clearing our minds and you're allowing just your words to come into us, Father. Lord, we're just praying today, God, that you're moving away any distractions in our life, Father, so that we can focus on you in Jesus' name. Well, it's funny, honestly, hearing some of y'all stuff and knowing what's down here. So we're going to be talking about waiting. And the title of today's message is called The Challenge Wait. So I want to read you guys a verse from Galatians. It's Galatians 6, 9, and it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And it's funny because in this season of life that we're in, in this age group that we're in, you know, 19 to 30 or 20-somethings, it feels like all we're doing is just waiting. You feel like you leave high school, you enter college, you wait to graduate college, you wait to get a job, you wait to go to graduate school, you wait to get out of debt, you wait for this, you wait for that. It just feels like this endless stage of waiting. Just waiting and waiting. Some of us talked about just like God giving us a calling, God giving us a promise, and things of that nature. And it feels like sometimes God will tell us something that we're going to do in the future. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And then you're waiting. And then nothing happens. It's like God speaks to you in a dream today and he tells you, hey, Kennedy, you're going to be a whatever to the nations. And then boom, the next day, you're going about your business and life goes on. And like, well, God, you just told me this. God, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. When is that actually going so I want to read us a passage of scripture from 1 Samuel 16, verses 13 to 23. Just wait for y'all to get there. Uh, it's 1 Samuel 16, verses 13 through 23. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, Behold, now a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the liar. And when the harmful spirits from God is upon you, he will play it and you will be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide for me a man who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse from Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing, a man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. Therefore, Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me David, your son, who is with the sheep. 
And Jesse took a donkey laden with bread and skin of wine and a young goat and sent him by David, his son, to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service, and Saul loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer, and Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. You know, when I read the scripture, I see someone like David, who was anointed king, who God gave him the ultimate responsibility at the time to be the king of his people at a very young age. And just because God anointed David, God told David, God spoke to David and said, David, you will be king. That didn't mean that the next very next day that David was going to start leading his people. But you see what God did do, God was working on David's behalf. You see, and a lot of times we think that God tells us to do something. God gives us a promise. God says that we're going to do something great. And then the next day, nothing happens. We forget that God is always working. You see, in this scripture, you see that something happened to Saul. That was for David's benefit. You see that something happened to Saul, that there was a spirit put upon him and that his men sought out someone that could play something to help Saul. That was God working on David's behalf. And when God was working on David's behalf, David, although he was not put in the throne, he was put next to the throne. He was put next to the king. He was put next to the place that he was soon to assume. And just because you're called and anointed today doesn't mean that you will fulfill your calling, your anointing today. Like I said, David was placed near the throne, but he did not assume the throne. There is a process to things, and we need to trust God's process, even if it doesn't make sense. You see, you're prepared for your calling before you walk in your calling. There's a process by which God does what God does. God works. There's order to what God is doing. God's just not going to let things go willy-nilly. I know a lot of times in our life, we think our life is getting out of control. And we're like, wow, is God still with me? Is God still in control? Of course he is. God is completely sovereign. God is so sovereign that the speck of dust that's flying through this room, God is in control of that. God is in control of every detail of your life. There is nothing that happens or will happen if God did not give the go-ahead, that God did not give the green light to. And we need to remember that as Christians whenever we're going through a tough time. We need to remember that as Christians so that we can understand that even though my circumstances may be difficult, that even though my circumstances may be tough, God is still in control. And there's a process in between my trials. There's a process in between my circumstances that says that these times are tough, but God is doing something and God is still in control. There's a process, but at the same time, there's a process. We still need to be proactive. God is a God of order and it's up to God to do what God does, but that doesn't mean that we just sit idle. We go, I got it. You need to be proactive with your faith. 
Now, there are times where we need to let go and let God do what God does. But at the same time, God does not just call us to just do nothing and not to build our faith, not to pray, not to seek him. That's not what it means to have faith, to have a real proactive, active faith. Faith is active. You have to do things. You're not doing these things in order to be saved, but still just having faith is active in and of itself. And to be honest with you, a lot of us say that we're waiting for marriage, we're waiting for a spouse, we're waiting for this, that, and the third, and you're waiting, you're waiting on God's timing or whatever, but in reality, God's looking at you and he's waiting for you. You see, God, I, I believe just in my own personal life, if I could, I could ask God for something today, whether a relationship, whether a person, whether whatever it is, and he would answer that prayer. He's been so faithful to do it every single time. But it's not God, it's us. You see, it's not God's fault that Kennedy's single. It's not God's fault that Kennedy doesn't have a relationship. It's Kennedy's fault. Kennedy gets in Kennedy's own way. Because God is faithful to bring that person to you, but it's a matter of, am I going to be doing the things that I need to do in order for that to work out? And a lot of us, it's got to get real. Like, if, you, if you're waiting for a marriage, you're waiting for a spouse, like, what are you doing? Like, are you honoring God? <laughs> are you showing up to church? You know, are you praying? Are you seeking God? Are you really putting God first? You know, like, are we actually putting God first? Or are we just saying we're putting God first? Ask yourself. But for all, ask yourself. Ask yourself that question. Man, am I really honoring God and what I'm doing? Or am I living a life of sin? Because I feel like a lot of times, God is waiting on us to take him serious. And if we're honest, at this stage, we don't take God serious. We're more invested in school. We're more invested in our profession. We're more invested in our career. We're more invested in making money. We're more invested in building wealth. We're more invested in everything other than God. So while you're waiting for God to bring you the right person or waiting on God's timing, make sure you're actually taking God serious. Because if you're not taking God serious, you're going to be waiting for a long time to be real with you. But if you sit here today and say, you know what? I'm not doing the things that I know I should be doing. I'm over here praying for a godly spouse and I'm not even godly. I'm over here praying for a godly spouse that honors God when I don't even honor God. I'm out here doing whatever on these other days of the week, but on Sunday, I'm here in church. Be real with yourself. Be honest. Just be real. Just be honest and really take a good look on what's inside of you and ask yourself, what am I actually doing? Am I waiting on God or is God waiting on me? Proverbs 3, 13 says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. I love Pastor Brooks. What Pastor Brooks would say to this verse is, blessed is the one who understands that there's no future in them, that there's no future in the world's way, that the things that I'm hoping for, these things that I want to happen, these, these awesome, beautiful things that I want God to do in my life, these things won't happen if I'm living a lukewarm life if I'm living a life that's not devoted to God, 
if I'm out here wilding out, if I'm living a life of sin, you could kiss whatever it is, just goodbye, because it's not going to happen. But if today I decided to say, you know what, God, I'm going to honor you. You know what, God, I'm going to serve you. You know what, God, I'm not going to be playing these games. I'm not going to be messing around. I'm not going to waste this time of my 20-somethings doing whatever. But you know what, God, I'm going to be devoted to you, and I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to do the things that you tell me to do regardless of the situation. I want to read you a passage of scripture that the Lord gave me last year when I was living a life just like this. I wasn't wilding out or doing anything crazy or anything like that, but I wasn't taking God seriously enough. The verse he gave me was Job 11, verse 13 through 20. And it says, yet if you devote your heart to him, and stretch out your hands to him. If you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then free of faults, you will lift up your face. You will stand firm and without fear, you will surely forget your trouble. Recalling it only as waters gone by, life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about and you, you will look about and you take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail and escape will elude them. Their hope will become a dying gasp. Now, when I heard this, I focused on the good part and the bad parts kind of scared me and it didn't really hit me what God was really trying to say to me until I started writing this message. It's like, dang, God, I I understood. Okay, I need to stop sinning, but no, God, there's something that you want to give me. God, the thing that I'm hoping for, this this idea that I want to do, this ministry that I want to do, the way I want to serve you, this relationship, this whatever, God, you want to give me that, but I can't have that if there's sin in my hand. All that to say, while you're waiting, wait well. Wait well. While David waited, he was faithful. The key is obedience. While you wait, be obedient. Wait well. There is an attitude or even a fruit of waiting that says, I don't know how long I will be waiting for. That says, I don't know how long it's going to take for God to do the God thing, for God to prepare me, for God to deliver me, to God to fulfill his promise in me, to fulfill his promise to me. But regardless, I will be faithful and I will do his will because I know that he will do it. Because God is faithful. It says that I will remain steadfast, that I will remain faithful, that I will remain obedient regardless of what's going on, regardless of how difficult the times are, regardless of how difficult your season of life is, regardless of what's going on. 
And if I'm being completely honest, I have not always done that. There sure have been times where I've allowed myself to fall into sin because times were tough. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I could just plead with you, and I can just tell you right now, don't allow the floodwaters and the pressure of life cause you to sin, to cause you to go back to your old ways, to cause you to rebel against God, to cause you to walk away from God. Don't do it. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Life may be tough, but whatever God has for you is worth it. The thing that God has for you is worth whatever it is that you're going through. It is. It's worth it. And I don't want you to come out of your difficult season and realize, oh, man, God, you were doing that just to prepare me. I'm sure, well, I would have passed that test because then I would have been blessed. I've I've been there. I've felt that. I've felt that. I've been in a tough season. I've been in a tough season where things were tough and things were difficult and it was hard. It was hard to praise God. It was hard to pray to God. It was hard to do the things of God. It was hard. And I came out of it and I was like, dang, God, Lord, this was, this wasn't even a real, this wasn't even a real trial. God, you brought this upon me. Lord, you brought this upon me to strengthen me. And you know what? I wept. I wept and I cried because I realized had I just did the thing that I was supposed to do, if I just remained faithful, if I just remained obedient, the exact thing that I was hoping for would have came. Luckily, God in his mercy, he gave me another try. Luckily, God in his grace, he gave me another try, and I was grateful. It still sucked, but I was grateful because I realized what was going on, what was going on the tough season, what God had was better. And it was worth walking in the fire. It was worth learning this tough lesson. It was worth it because whatever God had for me was worth it and it was better. And some of y'all today need to take a stand and just say, you know what? Regardless of what's going on in my life, regardless of how difficult times are, I'm going to remain faithful. That I'm going to keep doing the things that I know I should be doing because I know that God is good, God is in control, and that God is just trying to do something in my life. Y'all, we got to understand, like, trials and troubles and tests and all these things, they're like trains. They're trains to take you from one destination to another. And instead of looking at some of these things as, oh, whoa, oh my gosh, like, whoa, me, look at that as a blessing, as a blessing. Man, this trial, this lesson God's about to teach me, man, it's about to build my faith. Man, it's about to build my endurance. Man, I'm about to be more mature. God's going to be able to use me. It's a train that takes you from one destination to another destination. It's a train. Don't miss the train. Don't miss the train just because things are tough and you hop out. Don't do that. Just stay on it. Don't, don't, don't run to sin 
when the, when the path in the ride gets a little bumpy, stay on it. Run to God. Trust that. Trust it. I'm telling you. I, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Look, listen. Listen. Y'all listening? Listen. Listen. That moment when I realized what God was trying to do, I'm like, man, is that still going to happen? And I don't want y'all to feel that way. I don't want y'all to feel like you're going to miss out on something because you feel like God isn't in control of your situation, that God can't deliver you. Just things are tough, and maybe it isn't speaking to everybody in this room, but just because times are tough, that doesn't mean that God is not in control and that God cannot deliver you. There's never been a moment, there's never been a situation I've ever had where I didn't know that God was going to deliver me. Not one. I had two car accidents this year. And it was funny because people were trying to figure out, oh, what's going on? I knew exactly what was going on. And it's funny sometimes because, like, you know, sometimes you know what is going on in your life. You know why these troubles have come. You know why these trials have come. I knew exactly why these things came. And it was tough. If I'm being completely honest, that was tough. It was difficult to sit in that situation. It was difficult. And I work at a church, y'all. It was difficult to get up every day, go to my nice little church job, sit in service, man, worship, do all this other stuff, pray for people, pray for y'all. It was tough because I'm like, man, this thing is tough right now. God, why would you do this to me? I feel that. Some of y'all probably feel that too. Like, man, God, why would you do this to me? Or why would you give me this? Oh, God, there's a better way to strengthen me. Lord, why not just do this? You didn't have to. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I really do. But even in those tough situations, even in those trials, even in those tough times, God is still going to work those out for your good. I've already seen just how those times where I literally had nothing, how God worked that out for my good. How God strengthened a relationship in my life. How there was something that was installed in my life. And I want you guys just to think about this, because I learned this a couple weekends ago, and it just, honestly, it changed my perspective on troubles and trials. I was at one community a couple weeks ago, and Pastor, Pastor Conway Edwards said that sometimes when you're going through difficult times, God is trying to do these five things in your life. Number one, to get our attention. Number two, to get to a sin issue in our life. Number three, he wants you to surrender something or just surrender, period. Number four, he's trying to conform us into his image. And number five, he wants to equip us. So again, just to sum all of that up, regardless of the circumstances, you need to just keep doing what you know you need to do and trust God because the trials and the hardships in your life, he's preparing The way to the promised land isn't easy, but it's worth it. When trials come and times get tough, know that God can deliver you from anything you're facing. Know that God is with you and don't go back to your old ways and don't go back to sin. This is the big one. Don't run to sin when the pressures of life come. 
run to God. And probably the, the most important thing, don't trade your birthright for a single game. Don't, don't trade the blessings of marriage for a one night stand. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Because afterwards, it's like, dang, is this still going to happen? Like, I don't want to feel that way. Never allow a temporary season to become permanent. Don't allow your culture to cause you to be more like it than God. You're called to be in the world, not of the world. As Christians, we we do things differently. We're going to wait differently. I'm not going to move in with my girlfriend and do all this whatever stuff. I'm going to honor God in how I wait. I'm going to honor my significant other in how I wait. I'm going to do things the right way. I'm going to do things the God way. I'm not going to do things the worldly way. And if you're supposed to be working, don't wait. If God has already told you to do something, God's already told you what you need to be doing, if God's already told you how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, do it. Don't wait. Do it now. God gives you that green light. Do it now. Don't wait. And just because God denies or delays, God denies, if God delays whatever it is, that doesn't mean that it is a denial. I remember I wanted to start speaking two years ago. And the Lord said, Soop. said no. Because I wasn't ready. I wasn't. But eventually, when he prepared me, when I walked through the fire, when all the things happen, then God said, now go and do it. So just because God tells you no to that dream, no to that vision, no to that, understand that that no is a not right now. It's not a firm no, I know this is not going to happen. I say, y'all, I just want to close in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, I, I thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for this, the children that are in this room. Father, I thank you for the good things that you have planned for them. Father, I thank you for the season of life that they're in. Lord, I just pray that every ear that is under the sound of this voice right now, Father, Lord, that they will know that they are loved. Father, they will know that they are children of God. Lord, that they will know that they are a property of the Most High. Father, that they are, that they are kingdom residents, Lord. Father, that they belong to something greater than themselves, Father. Lord, I pray for those who are doubting their salvation today, Father. Lord, that they will understand, God, that they don't need to wait for you to tell them that they're saved because they are already saved, Jesus. And I say that in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those, God, today, Lord, that are in difficult seasons. Lord, people that are in difficult times, people that are going through tough times. Father, I pray that you are comforting them, that you are helping them learn the lesson. Father, that you are strengthening them and that you are equipping them, that you are growing them in Jesus' name. I pray today, God, that you will help us be more like your son 
every single day. In Jesus' name. so much for tuning in i hope you were blessed by that message make sure you're following all our social media so that you can stay up to date on everything camp life see you in the next one god bless Chains and came back home, okay, let's go, baby, I'm back.